Michelle, welcome back to the show. Glad you're here, as always. Today, I want to talk about motivation and specifically why, in my experience, motivation isn't it's all cracked up to be. I think motivation for me is helpful to get the ball rolling. It's, it's helpful to get me over the hump on a lot of different tasks. Motivation has been a great catalyst for me trying new things. Personally, I, I don't struggle much with being curious or fearing trying something new. In fact, I tend to be drawn to that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm the kind of person that even if I'm scared of heights, I want to jump off the bridge. And then once I jump off the first level of the bridge, I want to climb to the, the X, the part that connects the middle, the top and the bottom of the bridge, jump from there. And then once I get comfortable doing that a couple of times, now it's, you know, can I jump backwards? Can I hang from it and close my eyes or can I go even higher? Crazy things I did when I was in high school. Um, not smart. That bridge, there's been a lot of injuries on that, on that bridge. Um, but motivation gets me to that place. I think with a lot of people, it, it's a great spark that pushes us to try new things that gives us the drive to step outside of our comfort zone. And then it's up to us whether or not we want to do it. That's where courage steps in. But where motivation falls short is it doesn't last. And anything worth doing, in my opinion, needs to be, or, or let me back up. As I'm talking through this, I'm realizing, no, that's, that's not necessarily true. I think there's a lot of things that are worth doing in experimentation. But the things that we do for the long run, the activities, the habits, the goals that we are aiming towards in doing these things, whatever they might be, over the long run, motivation isn't enough. Motivation is not going to carry you through when things get hard, shit hits the fan, life slaps you in the face. Motivation might bring you back once in a while, but if, if you're looking at consistency, bettering yourself on a consistent basis at whatever the task might be or towards whatever your goal is, motivation's not enough. And I'm sure, you know, this is probably, this isn't like, I'm not... Aristotle coming up with like some grand philosophy that no human being has ever realized or come to the conclusion. I'm not, I'm not trying to stand up here and preach like, Oh my God, I've had this crazy life experiences at, at this point in my life. And I'm going to tell you all what you need to learn about motivation. That's not the point of this. This is me just sharing my realization because I'm the kind of person where logically I can wrap my head around a lot of concepts, 
I'm very interested in philosophical meta ideas and grand thoughts about life and people's journeys on bettering themselves, all, all those great things. I find it really interesting, but going through the experience, really living it is a completely different story for me. That's when these concepts actually land. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Logically in my brain, like I get it, I understand, but until I walk through that experience, it, it, there's, I don't think there's any way for anybody to truly understand the, these sort of big life concepts. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple examples. As soon as I, my wife and I were finalizing the purchase of our home, it's our first house, everybody and their grandmother told us everything we need to know about the pros and cons of owning a house. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. You know, you're going to have a chance to really personalize it, nest, make it your own. But, and this is the big, this is the, the consistent narrative from everybody. But if anything breaks, you are going to have to fix it. And, and even worse, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a very simple concept. It is a lot of work. And going into this, and even for the first, I don't know, year or so of buying the house, I was like, yeah, I get it. It's a lot of work. Right. You got to mow the lawn. You got to fix things if they break. You've got to clean it. You've, I mean, all these things. And I understood that. And I agreed. I, I went into buying a home knowing and expecting it's going to be a lot of work. But we got this. Until I actually experienced that. Until I experienced the long cycles of seasons. When I realized, oh, okay. So not only do I have to cut the grass, but I got to cut our grass in particular X amount of times per week. And then not only do I have to water that grass, but our sprinkler system isn't quite up to par to, to consistently water the entire yard the way it is. So, okay, we'll have to eventually fix the, the sprinkler system. Oh, and also for the sprinkler system to even work the way it does right now, I have to run an extension cord from the garage all the way through my open door into the home, into the house, and then walk halfway through our basement to then plug it into the wall because the outlets in the garage, for whatever reason, they aren't working. So of course we're gonna have to get an electrician. Oh, and by the way, when we think about an electrician, our home was built in 1939 and we're going to have to upgrade the entire house and all the electrical because it's still on knob and tube, which is outdated. And oh, by the way, with the knob and tube, there's a good likelihood that a mouse or a rat might eat up one of the wires in the attic and start a fire and burn the whole thing down. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And now I understand that. Logically, I understood it, but now... I don't have a better word. It's, it's seeped into my soul. I've lived it. I've experienced it over time. And I feel like every single day, every week, there's new things coming up that are reminding me of owning the home and, and how much work it is. Same thing goes with having a dog. Oh, you know, they're, they're a lot of work. They're a lot of fun, but you got to take them outside. You got to X, Y, Z, you got to take care of logically. I understood the same thing until I didn't, I didn't, it didn't seep into me until we got the puppy and I realized like, oh, it's, it's been sick from six or seven different puppy 
diseases and bacterial infections, how many times are we going to have to take this thing to the hospital or to the vet, get it fixed, put it on medicine, put all the medicine into its system three times a day. Then we got to create it. I think you get the point. And so when it comes to motivation, I think it's safe to assume that all of us understand that. Yeah, Chris, motivation is a great catalyst, but it's not going to carry you through the long run, the consistency of whatever you're trying to do. But as I'm really trying to, to narrow down my hobbies and, and focus on my priorities, because it's just part of getting older and the responsibilities start piling up. Time is of the essence. It's very important to prioritize where I'm spending my time. And for somebody like me, it's very difficult because I have a lot of things, too many things, arguably, that I'm really excitable about and motivated to do and more things that I want to try. But I only have so much time in a day. And there's a lot of other things I'm very... I want to be consistent in because I, I want to get better and I'm motivated by some specific goal. So one of those that has taught me a lot over the years is my journey through fitness. When I was, I mean, growing up, I, I was always, I was always overweight from a very early age. And by the time I got to middle school in seventh and eighth grade, I was active. I played a lot of sports, baseball, basketball, you name it. But I got to a point where enough was enough. It was, it was my, my weight and my health was going down a path that was going to be very detrimental in a negative way for the rest of my life. I got to a point where in eighth grade, my heaviest, I was just shy of 260 pounds as an eighth grader, 5'11" not a lot of muscle, didn't, didn't exercise, didn't work out, didn't go to the gym or anything. And that was just pure, lovable, lumpy Chris, 255 or so pounds. But then I had the motivation to change something. I had the motivation to start focusing in on learning about fitness, nutrition. And when I say fitness, actually going to the gym and really honing in on my training. And I was very lucky enough that there was a gym nearby my family's apartment complex that the new coach of, of my soon to be high school, my freshman year in high school, the lineman coach, cause naturally big boy had to be a lineman. Wasn't going to be out there diving for catches in the end zone as a receiver. He was a physical or a personal trainer at the gym by my apartment complex. And he was about to be my lineman coach. So I talked to him and said, you know, I, I'm interested in learning how to lift the proper way and getting into fitness, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, absolutely. I'll show you how to do everything. We'll set you up for the rest of your high school, high school career. So you'll know proper technique, proper form, go to the gym, learning about squats, learning about deadlifts, learning about eventually cleans and, and rows and all of these different things. And I think like a lot of boys at that age, as testosterone is growing and you want to be the big, strong, macho guy, it was very motivating. I had no issue waking up, going to the gym. And from there, once I learned about the nutrition aspect, the protein goals, the calories I'd need to actually build muscle and hopefully decrease the amount of fat on my body, I 
had no issue with motivation on lowering my intake of calories and focusing more on increasing the amount of lean protein I was eating. All these things were, were easy for me and it became easier and the motivation increased because I started to see results by the end of that year. And by the time football season started in freshman year, I'd lost nearly a hundred pounds. I went down to around 175 pounds and that's with increasing my muscle mass quite a bit, or at least as much as you can at that age without taking anabolic steroids. I wasn't obviously crazy big, but going from no lifting to quite a bit of lifting in about a year, significant change. And the motivation continued because I always had, I always had a reason I had football in high school, four more years where I continue to even learn about lifting and continue to, to see gains and continue to the motivation train was just continually running. And then when I got to college, I still, I mean, I fell in love with gym. I was still very interested in working out and I noticed the motivation started to slip. So I thought to myself, well, what, what is the difference between high school and now? Well, I had a reason to work out. So why don't I motivate myself by doing some sort of a sport? So I ended up learning about rugby and had a trainer in rugby on the team there. And we did a completely new type of lifting where it was very CrossFit focused and oriented. So a different style, a different version of what I'd already learned to do over the past four or five years. And as time's gone on, I've been now consistently exercising, lifting and and focusing on nutrition for yeah, close to 15 years. Crazy. And I'm realizing now that more often than not, and this is, this is the past year or two, more often than not, my, my love, my passion and the motivation to continue exercising has significantly dropped more often than not when I wake up in the morning and I tend to be a morning person, I prefer to do my workouts in the morning. Otherwise they won't happen. I do not want to do them. There's nearly zero motivation. In fact, I am dreading it. I, my brain for the first time in my life since starting this, my journey in fitness, whatever you want to call it, I don't want to do it. And my brain is telling me every excuse in the book as to why, oh, well, I, I don't need to do it. You know, it's, it's early. It's the winter. Like I got work. It's busy. Why don't I, why don't I just enjoy a good cup of coffee and, and read a book kind of ease into the day, let that caffeine hit my system before I go hit a workout. Because truth be told, if I do the workout right now before caffeine, it's not, it's not going to be a worthy workout. So obviously the, the most responsible choice would be to, and the truth is procrastinate, but put off the workout until later. Let me drink the coffee, maybe get a snack, bada bing, bada boom. I was actually doing that for quite a number of months and I realized, oh, okay, well, the longer I do that, the less likely I'm going to do the workout in the morning. And then if I don't do my workout in the morning, that motivation is completely shot the rest of the day. It's not like I'm creating new motivation out of thin air later in the day to get the workout done. It just doesn't work that way. And this is the perfect example as to why motivation sucks. It's a deceptive friend. It's there to 
to push you, to encourage you. When we feel motivated, it's, it's like the sun is shining. Everything's going well. It's exciting. We're energized. We're, we're, we're filled with passion and it's easy. It's the, it's an easy road with motivation. But if you want to stick with something, if you want to be consistent, motivation isn't enough. And I think there's a lot of, I have a bit of a, I'm I'm a little frustrated with just the sentiment in culture and social media, just all the content, all the, all the talking heads with their opinion of pressing and pushing this idea that you got to be motivated. Here's all these motivation videos on YouTube. There's motivating personalities out there, the David Goggins of the world, which by the way, that's great. I think again, that can help people get into, get off the couch and do something, actually start the action. But I don't think enough people are talking about the fact that that's not enough. There's this romantic idea that action with motivation will just, that's it. That's all you need. Just start and you'll be successful. You'll be amazing at whatever you do. And it's just, that's not how it works. I think a better truth would be that, yeah, do whatever you, you got to do to start. But the reality is, no matter how romantic you might think the endeavor that you're partaking in might be, if it's worth doing for the long run, it's not going to be enjoyable 100% of the time. And, and motivation is not going to be enough. I think it's important to express more versions and more experiences that prove that, hey, you know what? Most of the time, you're actually not going to want to do this. And I think that the more that, at least for me, I'll just focus on me here, get off my soapbox. Ironically, the more that I remind myself that, you know what, this is, this is a long game and the long game just takes consistency. And that consistency is going to be fraught with a lot of difficult days and times where I don't want to do it. But the ironic part is as long as I can keep that in mind, it is motivating in itself because it takes a lot of the pressure off and it reminds me that this process of performing and and striving towards a consistent action towards a goal, it's going to have ups and downs. And so long as I'm just doing it, whether that's using the the workout and fitness as an example, whether that's a, a piss poor workout in the morning before my coffee, it's better than not doing it. And it's a lot harder to pick up the habit or the task at hand once you put it down. If you're lucky, you have motivation to pick it back up. That's great. But it's a lot harder to do that than it is to just maintain. That's my thought of the day. Thanks for joining me. I hope you took something away from this and I'll see you next time.